You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Good morning. The scripture lesson for today is from Matthew chapter 28. Verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, I'm Sarah Calvert, your district superintendent, and you've come here just in time. I'm gonna do something really fun kind of therapeutic. This is my 2020 National Parks calendar. Breathe with me for a minute while we rip it. Oh yeah. 2020. Goodbye. 2020. All those national parks I didn't get to visit. All those trips I did not take. All of those things that I thought would be important. Not. In the trash. 2020, you were, as they say, pretty much a dumpster fire. I look forward to 2021. It is not going to be perfect. No, it's not. It's going to have some time that's going to take us to get to light in the tunnel. It's going to take a while to unroll things like vaccines and to unroll an economy where many of you might have lost jobs or been uh, sidelined at home. It's going to take a while to get out of these feelings of isolation. I don't know about you, but I I still find trouble going into crowded room, crowded, um, you know, going to Target or the grocery store where there's lots of people around. It's going to take us a while to come through that. I find in um, kind of chaotic and, and crisis situations like this that I have to narrow my focus. I don't know if you've experienced this yourself that I can't carry all of the things that I might have normally been able to. I don't multitask as well. I'm not real good at doing three or four things. And um, my priorities get narrowed down to just what has to happen. Laundry, food, (laughs) getting meals on the table or ordering them out from DoorDash. When we are anxious, when we are struggling, when things are chaotic, We have to keep on narrowing the focus to the simplest next right thing that we can do. If someone came to you and said, the area is on fire, much like our friends in California experienced, you would have to think quickly about what your priorities were to get out of that house, wouldn't you? You would gather your family first and foremost and your animals probably and not much else is as vital as those things. We learn very quickly what our priorities are 
in a chaotic situation. Or we learn to rethink our priorities. So I'm, I'm going to suggest to you that if you are here today listening to this sermon, this time together, that you probably at some point have decided either to seek out some kind of fellowship of Christians or you already are part of one, which is likely the case. This has become a priority for you. And this is worth your time and your energy, your headspace, if you will, to be in worship together. I think that's a good choice. That's one that's kept me, one that I will take from 2020 into 2021. Part of the essential carrying of, of things I carry into the new year. Fellowship is important. Maybe you're here for learning. Maybe you're here for discipleship, a Bible study, your friends um, that you've made over years. Or maybe you're looking for any of those things. Keeping it simple for the new year we will be able to breathe, I think, in this space and time, this liminal space, this space in between what is and what we hope will be. Um, this is a, a big chunk of space, one we've lived in for a while. Our impatience is showing, but this is the important things that we carry. The scripture that we read today talks a lot about what is most important, the essential things to carry as a disciple and a Christian. So Jesus and the disciples together have spent three years um, in mission and ministry together, three wonderful years of healings and miracles, teachings. Um, in this Gospel of Matthew, he's always on a mountainside or on a hilltop somewhere teaching um, to Matthew, who is a, a probably a good Jewish um, scholar and a, and a um, somebody in the Jewish community, the teaching thread is what is most in essential to understand what Jesus has taught. Um, but we've come to a time where the disciples have lived through um, not just teaching, but Jesus's arrest and his torture and his crucifixion, his burial on that awful day, and then miraculous news that they can hardly believe and definitely don't understand. We really don't understand exactly how it works to this day. Jesus is resurrected. He's not a ghost. He's not a zombie. He is resurrected and he has come before them. And he has told the women to tell the men, the disciples, to go to the mountain and he will be there. So they go to the mountain and he appears to them. He comes to them. What a, a, a showing of a servant that he came to them. And he appeared before them and immediately some of them began to worship. They accepted that he is the son of God. They accepted that he has incredible powers over life and death now, that he is a resurrected Christ. But I love this line, and it's such a comfort to me in times, and, and many of you maybe as well. Some doubted. Some with the living, resurrected Christ in front of them. They doubted. They, the word can also be translated into hesitancy. They weren't sure what this was. And if you worship this, I mean, worship is critical in the Jewish culture and the Jewish religion. Um, what you worship only is God. And if we worship Jesus, what are we saying? 
Are we betraying God? Are we worshiping an idol? What is this? To this very day, there are good Christians who have doubts sometimes, who struggle with what Christianity is and some of the sayings of Jesus and what they've studied, what they've been told by others that Jesus is. There is still much doubt, and that's okay, because Jesus is still there with them. He doesn't evict them from the teachings. He doesn't tell them they can't be a part of this. Some are worshiping, some are doubting, but they are all there. So what does Jesus narrow everything down to? Because he's leaving. He's leaving them with a mission. This is his last moment with his beloved disciples. He has to boil down the essence for what they will remember and what we will remember 2,000 years later. We who inherit the work of these disciples should remember constantly what Jesus told them in this moment. He boiled it all down. He said, first of all, understand all authority on heaven, on, on earth and in heaven are given to me, he says. All authority is mine. So I'm telling you, this is not um, some earthly king. This is not um, something that is minor. This is everything. All authority. Everything. And I'm going to tell you what to do with this. So I'm going to tell you to go. If you hold on to nothing else, hold on to that word, to go. Now, it could be go to your front door. It could be go into your neighborhood. It could be go to the church building and and package food together for people. Um, It could be go to China. It could be go to Africa. Uh, Probably not for a little while, but it could be go anywhere. But this is not something to be held on to. The disciples are not to be some little cult that worships a dead teacher. They are to go out. They're to go make disciples. This is what they're to do. Go and make disciples. I always struggle with this because I always feel like God makes disciples. I don't make disciples. But Jesus is saying we have agency in this. We make disciples. More about that in a second. But he says to go to all the nations, to go everywhere. Now, mind you, this would be news, big news. So far, this has been inside the Jewish religion, inside the Jewish state. He's saying, break it open. Break it open. It's for all. It's for everyone. It's for Jews and Gentiles, which is pretty much everybody else. This is for us as insiders, and this is for all the outsiders. They have their work cut out for them. He is sending them to transform all the world. Okay, let's go back to how we make disciples. How do we make disciples? You're telling us to go make disciples. You made us into disciples and you're not going to be here. What are we going to do when we go out there to wherever all, all are? Well, he says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That lovely Trinitarian theme. Baptize them in the name of the entirety of God. Baptize them. Initiate them into Christian community. As an infant, to be raised in Christian community from infancy forward. As an adult, bring them into community. Make them a part of our fellowship. Make them part of our work. Make them part of learning. Make them part of growing into discipleship. Make them part of the whole. Nobody's left out. 
Nobody's left out. Make them part of us. And us gets to be a very big thing when you come down to say 2021. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of inheritance. So go make disciples, do it for everybody. The first way is to baptize. The second way is to teach all that I commanded you. Well, if you read Matthew and all the other gospels as well, Jesus's commandments were very few. He didn't impose the 627 rules that a Jewish good righteous life would have encompassed at the time that everyone was scrambling to make sure they lived up to. He pretty much boiled it down to love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. It's all about the love. Nobody's left out of that picture either. Nobody. Love. That's what you're taking out. That's the go. Go make disciples by bringing them into community, teaching them how to love. Because it isn't easy. You and I know we've done it if we've been in church at any time and somebody said to you, love your enemies, like Jesus did say. And you instantly think of, oh my gosh, that means fill in the blank. Who does that mean to you? Who's that struggle? We only learn how to do that in community, in the group that comes together to study, to hold each other accountable, to remind each other that we love. And we have to get to that. We have to figure out how through what Jesus is teaching us. Then he says something very profound that I think gets missed. He says, remember, I will be with you always. I love the comforting part of I will be with you always. That means that we don't do this alone. That even if our community is there, Jesus is there. That even if we're going, Jesus is there. That even if we're baptizing and teaching, Jesus is there. But the first word, remember, he's reminding us that we forget. You don't tell somebody, remember your umbrella because you always forget it. You don't tell somebody, remember to call your mother because you always forget. You tell them, remember, because they forget. And the disciples, they forgot. They just forgot while Jesus was among them, and they're going to forget later on. When they get in squabbles over who's in and who's out, do you have to be circumcised? Do you have to be eating the right food? They're going to forget. They're going to forget what it means. They're going to forget that Jesus is there watching accountability partner number one. Jesus is there. Remember. Remember. Everything they did from that point forward, Jesus was there. It is a co-mission. It's not a mission just for the disciples. It's a mission for the disciples and Jesus to do together. So even isolated and alone on the road traveling, Jesus was with them. Even isolated and alone in our own homes, Jesus is there. Even on a Zoom call, miraculously, Jesus is there. Even on Facebook Live and a worship service that we never imagined we would have, even in the midst of recorded carols, even in the midst of trying not to breathe too hard on our neighbors, even in the midst of wearing masks 
and staying distant, cleaning things we never thought we'd have to clean before. Even in the midst of that, Jesus is there. Remember, don't forget, that's part of the mission. So go, he says to the disciples, and he says to you and I today, go, don't sit on this, don't hoard this. This is not just for you. This is not just for your family. This is not just for your church. As a matter of fact, that's the antithesis of go. We should always be turning toward the next. The church is the only entity that exists for the next person because our initial commandment is to go, not to stay, but to go. Oh, we come together. That's not what he said. He didn't say come together and encourage each other and and worship. He said, then we go. We go. Make disciples, baptize, teach them how to love as we're all learning together. He says, remember, I am here with you always. Do not forget this. Do not forget this. Wherever you are today, in whatever time and space you have set aside for your worship, whatever sacred moment this is, you have a commandment. You have a go. You have a mission. And whatever tiny way you find to live that, this is the essential core being of what it means to be a Christian. If you're a seeker today, this is what it means for you to look for what is found in Christianity. Sometimes through anger and fear and doubt, we haven't done it very well. But we're together learning because remember, he is with us always. So overcome our doubts by doing the mission. Overcome our fears by doing the mission. Overcome the world that thinks that Christianity is crazy and that nobody should be as loving as we are required to be and that nobody should live this kind of lifestyle, go. It doesn't matter. There is no obstacle that with Jesus we can't overcome. In the smallest of ways, in the biggest of ways, go and transform the world for Jesus. There's no other mission. There's no other essence. That's what there is. And in 2021, I absolutely positively believe you can have an effect on those you love, on those you've never met, when you go. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be in commission with you. Lord, send us. Send us to our front doors. Send us onto Zoom. Send us in safe ways and in some dangerous ways, Lord. Be with us in the midst of 2021 and the unknown. Lord, please don't make it part two of 2020, but send us with our essential mission to disciple the world by loving them in your name and with you always. Amen. <laughs>